This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. We are joined this week by Mr. Malukas, sir. First off, how are you? Are you glad to have a weekend off upcoming? Yes, I am actually. Well, well firstly, thank you for having me again. Uh, it feels good to be back. But yeah, I'm so happy to get a weekend off. I feel like it's kind of been really crazy nonstop and my body has just been uh, deteriorating. So now I'm, I'm, it feels good to just get a weekend off, kind of get back into a routine of working out and eating and uh, kind of resetting for Gateway. Yeah, you've kind of, you know, this part of the year to me is the toughest part because you have kind of you know, Toronto, Iowa, then you had a week off, then you have Nashville, which is, you know, Iowa and Nashville kind of in three in the three week span is like the two hottest races on the calendar. And then you go to IMS, which I know is pretty humid last week. How do you like during that time, just like take care of yourself so you're not, you know, getting injured, you're staying like somewhat, you know, coherent while it's 800 degrees and 94 percent humidity out there yeah uh, i mean well nashville was pretty easy because i only did a few laps so, <laughs> oh. so. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but but uh but yeah no for for other races there's normally like a just a little routine and honestly the only thing i do is just keep up with electrolytes um i kind of start probably a day previous and just drink like i don't know liquid iv package or something like that just to get you know fill up before the race so then when i get actually get into the sea i'm like super hydrated and don't even want any water yeah and that's kind of realistically the only thing i do um other than that yeah i don't know what else i try to stay cool as much as possible um trying to stay in the shade and yeah just being aware that it is cooking and boiling do you have a cool suit or no no i i haven't run a run ran a cool suit but it would be quite nice. Um, yeah. I just seen the drivers that do wear a cool suit are actually okay after a race when I'm uh, in the corner somewhere. <laughs> Go ahead, Frenchie. You have something like fun planned for this weekend or are you just kind of completely taking it easy? Um, it's going to be so much fun. It's just going to be me, myself and I in, in, in my room, just, just not doing anything. <laughs> I'm so excited. Honestly, I this because even these past few days, it's been, chaos you know just doing different things because it's like the one weekend off so you kind of have to put everything in there so finally this weekend is to be like i just don't do anything oh i actually will be editing my vlog footage so but other than that um i'm not going to be doing anything and i'm going to be just so happy about it <laughs> yeah i don't blame you so kind of i don't want to say off topic but so we saw your teammate from a couple of years ago linus lundquist get his much awaited indycar debut the last two weeks I don't know if you've been able to kind of 
follow along with how he's doing when you've been, you know, in the car, at least, you know, for, for a, a tiny bit of Nashville and then IMS, but any initial Linus Lundquist thoughts and and now he's, you know, kind of rumored to be it, you know, going to Ganassi next year, apparently. So give us your expert opinion. Yeah. My, my guy's been crushing it. It was, it was awesome. I was so happy for him in Nashville. Um, I was honestly so hyped. I was like, his like hype man when he got on like the little, <laughs> The, the, like the the cargo the cargo military truck went to like do the little drive around to get to the stage yeah i was like hyping him up and jumping around i'm just so happy for him because i know i knew his talent and i was just i just knew that you know the time has to come at some point and he just needs to show himself and prove it and as soon as i saw the announcement i was like all right here we go everybody's gonna know what linus is all about and he showed up and killed it so i, I was really happy for him and obviously now i saw the rumors yeah um and um yeah i I, I talked to him uh, you know i was like yo we're bros we're bros like uh any info on like, is this real and he just didn't give me anything so but i talked to marshall <laughs> Pruitt, and he was he was like yeah i think it's true so uh it's yeah if that's true to him i mean that's yeah it's really good but i really tried nudging him and he just didn't give me anything respect respect the dedication kind of going off that we wanted to ask you a little bit about vague stuff about the driver market, just what it's like going through some of this stuff. Obviously, we know you're not going to just announce anything, even if you have something going on right now. But we wanted to kind of get your perspective on what it's like kind of dealing with teams, what the process, I mean, just what the process is like generally. Is it super stressful? Is it like fun, interesting? I mean, or is it a mix of both, maybe? It- it's it's it really depends on what situation you're in you know i'd say a few weeks ago from my standpoint it was pretty stressful uh but now things have kind of done a 180 and now it seems you know things are happening uh, but i think this season's kind of different it's it was just a giant waiting game until drivers started doing stuff because nobody was doing anything and now everything's kind of just kicked off all at once and it's like it's it's crazy so everything's just happening super fast I mean, from like day to day, it's a completely different story. So, yeah, it's kind of just been chaotic, um, especially the the you know the first couple of days when everything was going on. I definitely did not sleep. <laughs> I was <laughs> I was struggling to to sleep. I just first time ever that I had like that much anxiety before. So I was like laying down on the floor, <laughs> laying down on the floor with a ice pack on my neck, waiting for my lawyer to call again. So it was, yeah, <laughs> it was, it, it was a fun couple of days, but, um, but no, now everything settled down and I can't say anything about what's happening or who's what anything, because I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we don't, we don't yeah, need just, that. So for next, yeah. For next year, it's, uh, it just, things look great. So you you have a vague idea at this point of probably where you're going, which is, you know, mid-August. So that's, I don't know, that's a pretty big win because a lot of times these things tend to go in the off-season. So is it, hard, is it, you know, easier now to focus on the task at hand for the next four weeks, three races left at this point, three weeks? I don't, I don't even know what date it is anymore or what day of the week it is sometimes, so... Was it definitely easier to kind of focus on what's going on now? Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I I think so. Normally, you know, it's yeah, a hundred percent. I think it's 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 definitely going to be easier now. Just focus on what's what's going on with the these last few races that we have. Um, just focus on the car and and finishing strong with what you know where where I'm at now and everybody with the team. But 
yeah, I'm not gonna like. I was just like, oh, it doesn't really fit me, but I, it was definitely affecting me a little bit. But sure. now we're we're good. We're good. So, I know you have a new engineer this year, and his name is escaping me. Like as I thought of this question a couple minutes ago, but you know, how has you know how has that relationship kind of you know grown from the start of the year? I know you were really excited before the year started. Uh, but, you know, how has that changed? And, you know, also, like, what have you seen in him that's kind of progressed throughout the year so far? No, it's been really good. You know, Alex, uh, he he was my assistant engineer last year yeah, and ended up becoming my main engineer this year. And, you know, it, it wasn't just that we had a lot of different changes in the team. And, you know, from a season we've had, it was definitely very much an up and down kind of season yet again. It was... Um, I mean, all the new people trying to build chemistry and trying to figure out which way we go with the setup and what to do. Um, and there's a lot of new situations for for all of us. And um, just trying to get a consistent team going, um, just, you know, same people that we can have and trying to yeah. make it to the end of the season. Um, but overall, you know, I think with with the, the resources we've had, I think you know, from a background standpoint, I think all of our performances have been good. It's just been a little bit unlucky trying to find um, where the car needed to go. Um, we ended up finding a bit of a setup for road or street courses and ovals, um, but the, the the road courses are still lacking a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, from from my end, uh, I thought, you know, we're at least now somewhat getting consistency, yeah. although be it late, um, at least we're getting consistency and we can hopefully finish the season strong. Coming up on Gateway, which obviously did a lot for you and your kind of reputation to people who maybe weren't aware of your talent before then. Do you feel like that result gives you more pressure going into gateway or does it make you excited of like, yes, I get to go repeat, you know, hopefully what I did last year and maybe even one better. Um, You know what? It's yeah. I think it's, it's kind of a little bit of both, you know, I'm really excited going into it, knowing that the Dale coin car has always been quick there. And, from the rest of the season this year, our short oval car has been successful. Um, but, you know, I think there also is a little bit of pressure since last year was kind of like a masterclass race. And, you know, now it's like, all right, everybody's like getting ready. All right, David, come on, skateway time, like go and do it again. So it's like, yeah, there's a little bit of that pressure that, hey, we need to go and do it. But at the same time, I think it's good. I um, a, a more The more pressure to me, it's better. Obviously, of course, there's always a limit. But any sort of pressure of like trying to succeed and win and be competitive, I think it's always going to help at the end of the day. You have then two road courses with Portland and Laguna at the end of the year. Is there one you're looking forward to more as, you know, okay, maybe road courses haven't been our strong suit, but, you know, we can really hammer home maybe a top 10 at Portland or Laguna. Um, I'm more excited for Laguna and I think we have a better chance yeah. at Laguna Portland. I'm pretty sure uses the same tire compound as the Indy GP and we okay. very much struggle on that tire, like a lot. That is by far, um, the, the point that we've needed to work on and it's something that we knew we had to work on before the season started. Um, and yet it still is kind of the area that we're lacking Laguna though. Also it's got repaved. Um, yeah. obviously gonna be a lot more grip on that track now and road America kind of seen that since they repaved it and the, the grip level went up, it kind of seemed that we were able to kind of close in to the top teams a little bit, just having all around more yeah. grip, you know, from, from the setup point of view, you can kind of outdrive whatever issue you're, you're having with the high grip. So I think Laguna is, is going to be a good opportunity for us. Is the, the tire that's used, you know, at the Indy road course slash Portland, 
Is it, you know, what about it makes it harder for you guys to kind of nail the setup? If there's something specific. I don't know that it's, that's, that it's, you know, if we knew it wouldn't be an issue, it's, yeah, it's fair. I don't know. We, we, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, fair. And it's, it's also, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's a bit of a struggle on trying to, I don't know. It's yeah. We, any, any kind of direction we take, it always either sways the, the, the pendulum left or right of where the setup is, but we can never get it into that point where, Hey, that's actually a pretty, you know, equal balance between the two. And it's, it's quite easy. So you see either, Hey, do you want to deal with this or do you want to deal with this? We haven't been able to kind of hone it down on, yeah, yeah. okay, there's, this is actually like, there's no issue to really have. And we could just work on this. Um, yeah. And then obviously because of that, the wear on the tire and it just all increases and it yes yeah, it's, it's just it's tough for us that compound how does that Fair affect enough. your headspace going into one of those races like just kind of knowing hey this tire is not our favorite thing for some reason for whatever reason and i'm gonna have to pick the like you know better of two evils basically in terms of setup how what does that do for you kind of preparing for the race are you kind of resigned to like okay this is not going to be a good day or do you still like okay i i are you optimistic? Try to be optimistic because I very much believe in the fact that if you go into something thinking it's going to not be good, it's not going to be good. You know, true. you have to make very sure true. you have your mindset set on it being successful. So, you know, we're going to go into it being optimistic that, hey, this is going to be different. We're definitely going to find a setup going into it and it's going to be a decent result at the end of the day. Um, I'm not expecting it to be incredible, but hopefully somewhere finally in the right step just to finish up the season. I like the positivity. It's a yeah. good way to look at it. I actually heard that same sort of like mindset sort of thing on this like motivational podcast I listened to once in a great while, like literally this on my, on my drive back uh, at lunchtime today. But anyway, so we always ask about music. You always come up with some ridiculous songs to add to the list that end up in my gym, in my gym Spotify playlist. What do we have this month to add? I also have um, a gateway gateway playlist created for IndyCar. So that's okay, going to be okay. coming out pretty soon. Um, I don't know. Um, you know what? Let's go because I'm feeling very motivational now after that whole moment. I think <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be so different because I, I always want to switch it up on you. And I think it's going to be from the new Oppenheimer film. Hmm. Can you hear the music by Ludwig um, Gordonson? I don't know how you pronounce that, but um, might have butchered that. I don't know. That looks but, that looks yeah, good I, to me. That, that sounds good to me. That movie was incredible, and yeah, I don't know. You listen to that song, especially halfway through, it really makes you feel um, like you can conquer anything. I still haven't seen it yet, but I would. I like. I haven't been to the movies in years at this point, but I really want to go to the movies and see it. Like it's it's on my list. That one was have you seen it too, Frenchie? Yeah. Okay. Very good. It's kind of like if I would explain like a like a, just a, a normal movie or a book or, or anything, a show. It's like right before the moment of 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 climax, where like the big moment happens. Right before that, where you're like in suspense and you're like super zoomed into the TV <laughs> or the the theater. It's yeah. that for three hours, like that feeling okay. of just being okay. like. You know, I had a, I, I had a, it's almost like being in the car. Like I had a piece so bad or all this stuff. I didn't, didn't think about any of that stuff because I was so honed in, like I was getting tunnel vision into this, this movie and I, yeah. And then it's, and then all it's over. And then now it's like midnight and I'm like, 
holy crap that was just like wow on the edge of your seat type stuff it was the fastest three-hour movie i think i've ever seen like (laughs) some movies feel like a three-hour movie so suspenseful like the lord of the rings movies when i watched those i remember feeling like okay even though i like it this is i can tell it's getting there but yeah exactly nope did not feel it at all lord of the rings is also on my watch list because i've never seen it so okay what he just avoids mainstream movies i think to be purposefully what is the word contrarian yeah no i honestly don't i listen i watched all the harry potters last year so you know i'm just i'm just way behind the times. but i'm not hip how far behind i'm not hip i'm not listen nobody ever said i was hip and cool you know i accept that like i'm old and you know i'm just way behind but yes Somebody else was giving me grief about not saying Lord of of the Rings uh, pretty recently too. Harry, so. Harry Potter's good. The first yeah, was... couple of Harry Potters feel like Christmas movies. Yeah, and then like yeah. they gradually just get darker, and then like at the end it's like really dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Okay, it's kind of like the books too. Yeah, that definitely matches it. Um, I was gonna ask, did you see Barbie too? I know that that was sort of the <laughs> other one that everybody had seen, and I haven't seen no. it yet. I haven't seen Barbie because, you know, I'm not going to go and like go to the theater by myself to see Barbie. And uh, when my girlfriend was here, because we we had the one weekend off last month. So we spent that time to go see Oppenheimer. Okay. uh, Because we both agreed that that's the one that we were both because we're both massive Christopher Nolan fans. Yeah. So that was the one we wanted to go watch. Um, And then before we could get a seat for Barbie, I mean, she already had to go. And then she's already seen it with her mom when she got back. And then my mom has already went with my sister when I was racing. So it's like, now I don't really have anybody to go watch it with. So, and then my friend, he went back to Arizona. So it's like, now it's like, uh, yeah, I'll probably just watch it when it comes out on like DVD. Fair enough. Or streaming services. Sorry, I don't really say DVD anymore. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but good point. I don't think I own a DVD player. Like my laptop, neither of my laptops have like DVD drives at this point. Get ready, race fans, because the ultimate NASCAR experience is about to hit the airwaves. Welcome to Pit Pass NASCAR, the podcast that takes you deep into the heart-pounding world of NASCAR racing. Join us each week as we bring you closer to the NASCAR action with exclusive interviews and all the news and rumors you need with your favorite drivers, team members, and industry insiders. So whether you're a fan of super speedways, short ovals, or road racing, or you've just watched Talladega Nights, Pit Pass NASCAR is the podcast you've been waiting for. Get ready to fuel your passion for NASCAR like never before. Subscribe now to Pit Pass NASCAR on your favorite podcast platform, or head to evergreenpodcast.com and get ready to join us. Launching in the fall on Evergreen Podcast Network. Follow us on social media at pitpass underscore NASCAR to stay up to date with everything you need to know about the podcast. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix dissecting 
the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato, and I'll catch you after the checkered flag. Yeah, the yeah it's been thing. a long time. It's been a yeah. long time since I've seen a D- DVD. I'll never forget Disney Fast Play. That was incredible. <laughs> Click here for Disney Fast Play. I don't know if you guys know that, but it I was don't. like on and 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 any Blu-ray Disney DVD, it would be this like moment where it's like you can't find the remote because it would be like you could skip all the ads, and it was like and then um oh, Tinkerbell shit. would like go across the screen, and it'd be like make sure to like click the remote now. It's a skip and get Disney's Fast Play, and I remember every time that came on the. Re- remote it was gone it like it disappeared and you were just <laughs> scrambling to get it to make sure you could skip all the ads i don't i wonder if i could find it because it was incredible i remember that vaguely because yeah i don't the fact that you could skip all the previews and not just like continually hit the fast forward button like and have it do nothing like in most other movies was always something very unique about the disney stuff i doubt they would do that anymore now it would be like more ads than anything else yeah i okay. put i put the the Lincoln. That's that is it. That's like my childhood right there. We will we'll put back. this in the show notes as well, so everybody can listen to it. <laughs> Today's with Disney's Fast Play. Oh my god, it. the memories! So so good. <laughs> I love. I'm oh, sorry, I sidetracked. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. That was. I mean, I I don't know what this. I've never heard of it before, so I will I will watch it. Uh, I just saved it to my laptop, so I can I can save it or watch it later. But since we only have you know three and change weeks left in the season, do you have any fun off season plans? Other than you know, at some point announcing, hey, this is who I'm going to race for next year. Go on vacation. You got to deserve uh, a vacation. Yeah, right. so my sister actually she recently moved to Hawaii. Heck yeah. Um, but so heck yeah for that, and a heck no for the fires because it, yes, she, oh, oh yeah, that was my next yeah, question. She lives on Maui, so she was seven miles away from the fire. So thankfully, it did not reach her, but it got within seven miles, and she had to evacuate. Uh, but thankfully, she came back in the house. Is all okay? Nice. So. Obviously, though, Lahaina, which was probably my favorite city in Maui, it was absolutely beautiful. I mean, everything is gone from that city, um, burnt down to a crisp, except the special like spiritual trees. There's like a giant tree. Somehow that thing survived. It's right in the middle of it. And it's the only thing yeah. that's like not on fire. So pretty incredible. Um, but yeah, so I obviously going to go see her after uh, the whole uh, West Coast swing. I don't know, though, because the, the, I'm pretty sure the banquet is probably back at Indy. So that might not be okay. great to obviously fly back. Cause my whole plan was West coast. And then since I'm there, I fly to Hawaii. Um, yeah. And then after Hawaii, because I actually had these plans to go last year, but I'm going to do it this year and go to Japan. Nice. Oh, hell yeah. It's since, since I go to Hawaii, cause obviously then it's just like a short, shorter flight and yeah. it just makes sense to, to all get it done. So this off season. Yeah. I have my last kind of like bucket list items that I want to do just overall, like places to go see. And Japan is one of them. So I'm very excited to go and uh, do that. So you mentioned the banquet and it jogged my memory that we haven't discussed the new Nashville layout slash Nashville being the season finale. I know it's hard to kind of get a feel for like a track layout when you're just looking at like a picture on a computer screen. But A, any thoughts on the track itself? And B, are you excited that Nashville is the season finale? Not excited. Thoughts? 
Yeah, the well, I'm excited for it to be a season finale. I mean, Nashville, it's 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 Nashville. It's a great name. It's a good place. Good people. Um, great crowd. Uh, but from the track itself, I don't know. It looks a little bit. It definitely looks simple. It's it's interesting to see how it's going to be. Um, I mean, I think the track itself has like seven corners, and then pit lane has like six. So it just it's kind of, that kind of just made me laugh when I read that statistic. <laughs> yeah. But um. Yeah, the thing is though, more simplicity. You know, maybe it adds for better racing, more passes. So, um, and we go down Broadway, so that's obviously very cool. So, yeah, uh, cool. yeah I'm excited. Hopefully, it's it's not too bumpy, and if it is, hopefully they re repave it and use this as like a good excuse to do it. Um, but yeah, either way, I'm very excited. I think to end it, end the season off. Although, I mean, traveling wise, I think if you're looking from like a team perspective for travel going, because I was saying that I'm, I don't know how it's going to be, but I'm guessing it's going to be West Coast and they'd have to come back for Nashville. Um, but other than that, yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited. I think Lagoon is going to be in March. Yeah, they could put it early as well. I was thinking. Yeah, or March or April. Like it's going to be at a different time slot. So I think the, oh, you, might really? have to go, you might have to go for a Portland, if it's after Long but... Beach. It makes sense. So, yeah, yeah if it's after Long Beach, <laughs> that actually makes sense because then that would be better. Because I was yeah. going to say, if they're going to do like Long Beach and then come back to like the Midwest and then go back to California for Laguna. Yeah, that would suck. And then at the end of the season, go back to Portland and then come back to Nashville. That would be rough. Yeah. Frenchy, I got one more after this. I'm just wondering, I don't know anything about the weather in Nashville in September. Is it, you think it's going to be as miserably hot at that time of the year? Hopefully not. Right? So there's, not. there's no way that September can be as hot. There's no way. I mean... <laughs> as first week like, of august yeah i guess you have a month or month and a half almost yeah yeah i it has to it's gonna be better i think i don't think it's gonna be nearly that was hot like that was really hot um obviously i didn't get to experience the full length but i only did like a few laps and i already got out the car and i was like soaked so it was it was gonna be a hot race no matter what um but you know that's another thing too is yeah end of the season is definitely not gonna be nearly as hot and, and um maybe not like nearly as much but a little bit less so i got one more just kind of your general thoughts on everybody's favorite championship leader who is maybe now not switching teams and uh i don't know it seems very chaotic from from why, a, why would you say his name i, I don't know it just was just fun <laughs> to say it that way but you're gonna sound you know, like such a villain no, no, I mean, maybe, but I don't know. It's It seems very chaotic from from our standpoint. So as a driver, I don't know if you have different thoughts on it, but uh, whatever you're comfortable saying. Yeah, it's it's tough to make comments on it since you don't actually know all the stuff that's happening in the yeah. background. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's all behind closed doors and you could put the blame here, but put the blame there. At the end of the day, it's, I mean, I don't know, people are making decisions and yeah. And the th thing is they, they can't say anything either because it's all, you know, pretty uh, intense stuff. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to really make much of a comment on it without actually knowing everything. Um, I don't want to be like outside looking in and be like, oh, and start pointing <laughs> fingers when realistically I have no idea what's happening. And I'm pretty sure everybody's reasons has another reasoning behind it. Frenchie? Uh, Sorry for like the the boring answer, but oh, you're fine. <laughs> it's I, it's a it's a it's a hard one because like I don't know. It just I don't really know what I think other than that it's chaotic and tiring. I don't I don't I don't know. I don't think necessarily 
either side is a villain unless you're you know chip canassi who really doesn't like mclaren right now which you know i I would not mess with chip like that's one person i would not want to piss off yeah you're going to end up in that in that test tunnel he has in in pittsburgh on the abandoned highway sort of thing so if you've never if you you guys have never read about that it's it's like an old highway tunnel they use for like straight line testing or used for straight line testing but anyway yeah i don't know it's just very chaotic and I don't know. It's fun to follow along, but also exhausting. But go ahead, Frenchie. Yes, I cut you off. Yeah, the last thing I was just going to ask is, given the fact that we think maybe he's not now going to F1, I don't know if that kills his chances of getting into F1, but do you do you think it's a positive thing that the rumors swirl around someone like Polo and that the idea of like, oh, we we see someone who is getting maybe interest from F1 teams. Is that a positive thing? Or are you just, would you rather see like drivers of that talent stay in IndyCar? Cause I think the depth of the series is something that we tend to hype about and just kind of like really, I don't know, emphasize. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, that's one thing I don't like. I think IndyCar itself is already kind of the, the top of the top, top of the creme. And I don't like the fact that, you know, you have all these drivers always coming in and out from F1, drivers coming in or drivers going to F1. It's always kind of like this whole perspective that IndyCar is like F1's feeder series and F1 is kind of the place where you want to go and be. And yeah, yeah of course, probably F1 has a lot more money. It's international. They have a lot more supporters and stuff. And that's probably the main reason why drivers would want to go there. Um, but from my standpoint, IndyCar is always going to be the place that I want to be. And I think that's just kind of the 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 place that you want to be i mean like the the talent i in indycar is incredible and there's a much more of an equal gap of chances for drivers from the back of the field to the start of the field to actually have a chance to win it a lot more strategies um a lot more different kind of what would i say possibilities variables with the with the refueling when f1 it's like this is i i think the first year that i stopped watching f1 because i just have no more interest it's just I, every time i turn it's it dreadful. on it's 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 so boring um and indycar i just feel like is the complete opposite amen to I, that i yeah we need to like uh, cut that part and like make it like a like a social media ad for indycar but yeah. <laughs> it's funny i was at said, yeah lunch last week or the week before with a girlfriend and one of her friends and he was like a co-worker and he was like oh you know formula one drive to survive and i didn't want to be like uh you know formula because like i just met the guy but i don't want to be like formula one is dreadful this year but so i tried to be like as nice as possible and be like listen man like you should really get into indycar like you know even if you'd like want to come like watch a race with me like whatever i'll happy to hang out and uh so hopefully I I am in the I process the of this guy. Yeah, like you know, like look, this guy's pretty funny. He's a pretty good driver, and they're all, you know, the races aren't terribly boring. I I don't watch anything other than the race for F one. I don't even care about qualifying. And even then, I the last race before summer break, I fell asleep in like ten laps, fifteen laps maybe. So I just don't even pay yeah. attention to it. I thought of one last question quick answer um if you have the opportunity would you do something like the rolex come you know the end of january next year yeah if the opportunity would arise yeah. i would i would yeah. be 
more than happy to do it. That would be nice. awesome. Would you wear the well, Rolex? Of course. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Heck yeah. I don't know. Some people put it in like a trophy case, I think, but yeah, yeah. I don't know, like a watch oh, no. for wearing. So no, I would, I would, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I'm one of those people that don't like get stuff and then like put it on a wall. It's like, or like at least stuff that's like wearable, like shoes or, or watches and stuff like, no, I'm going to wear it, especially that one. Cause it's like, that one just is going to have like a special place in your heart. Cause you want it. It's, it's like a different feeling. You should have watches for more races, honestly. Like that'd be cool if different watch companies gave prizes out at different races. Like I'd be into that. Yeah, that would be very cool. Yeah. I'm gonna they should do Maybe that. You can... If they're listening, which they're not, they should do that. <laughs> there's that there's that watch company that sponsors Ganassi now, I think. I forget the name of it, but Oh yeah, Maybe... Autodromo or something. No, not Autodromo. What's the other one? No. Amologato? Yeah, that one. That you know, we can We'll we'll start sending him DMs on on Twitter to you know give out watches at yeah, every cool watches. race. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll wrap there. Good luck the rest last couple of races. We'll talk in the off season and you know maybe after your announcement and see how everything's going so far. And yeah, that's all I got. All right. Thank you guys. Thank you very much for having me. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.